before we get into today's episode of NYJS fans, we would like to send our condolences to Greg Knapp's family. Um, as past few days, Greg Knapp has passed away. Uh, 25 seasons in the NFL. Basically, he was our assistant coach. Didn't even get to the <laughs> to the to the breaking point, but it was very sad for us Jets fans. And we we hoping that um, Nap's family uh, gets better. And not just that. Um, I also want to say that this season, whether whether the Jets go to the playoffs or not, please just stay in every game stay in every game and do it, do it, do it for Mr. Knapp, you know, and yeah. us just fans just needs to be united, you know, because we don't know when, when our time has, you know, when, uh, when it's our time or whatever like that. But other than that, um, I just wanted to say that. And now let's get, let's get started on the NFL just fans podcast. Welcome to a new episode of NY Jets Fans with host Davin and Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast as we come to y'all with a crazy week. So we, we're going to be here maybe more than 30 minutes. So let's get before we get into it. What's going on, Kyle? How you feeling today, man? Yeah, I'm doing OK. You know, just, just trying to grasp all, all this uh this new news that's coming out, it seems like it's coming out fast and furious, you know, now that, you know, camp is starting. So it's just looking forward to, you know, discussing everything that's going on right now. Yeah, man, we did not expect news and we and we just got more news probably five minutes ago and it's just getting crazier and crazier. So let's, let's get started. Um, Zach Wilson is the only player, rookie, that hasn't signed this deal for what for what I'm hearing is um issues with the with the offset um and, and the cash flow. So it's so it's a little problem here and there, but I in my opinion, I wouldn't take it too serious because every I think the last two, three weeks, uh we we every time we talk about a player, it then it just seems like a deal happens in the snap. So, so uh, yeah. So, uh, do you do you think it should be any issues with Wilson not uh, contract not completed yet? Um, for me, I don't really have an issue with it right now because um, at the end of the day, as I said, camp's just about to start. But um, as we know, you know, Wilson's been extremely active in you know the volunteer workouts and just um you know being you know trying to get as much um chemistry going with you know some of the offensive weapons he got right now you know it seemed like he's really uh close with um elijah moore you know we've seen him you know off you know off uh off site you know having lunch and stuff like that so to me i think just the effort that he's putting in you know so far is a, a good starting point that you know even if he misses you know a week of camp you know he's already put in some work that you know started the building blocks to you know build the chemistry with you know with the team so i'm right. not too concerned at it right now yeah i'm i'm just you know adele adele is adele um the only players that's left is him and trey lance and you know, and there's some things that just needs to be talked about. And I feel like it's not a major issue. I did say a week or two. Um, but like I said, every like last week, I think we talked about Vera Tucker and, and more if I'm not sure. And then all of a sudden we got off we two minutes later, more contract and Vera Tucker's contract was done quickly. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's us bringing some good luck or or what, but I I just feel like you know a Wilson deal would get done. I know I know that tomorrow they're supposed to be on the field, and our fans are supposed to go there. If I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm not sure, but if so, I know they don't want to see James Morgan and Mike White. 
But, <laughs> <laughs> but if so, I mean, just you know, just be blessed that you can be able to see the new players and what they what they're going to contribute, um, what they're going to contribute, and get and y'all getting that taste, you know, of what what to uh, what to expect this uh, upcoming season. And speaking of that, y'all get to see Marcus May because Marcus May is active. Um, Fadu Kasi, uh, Jonathan Marshall. Um, and I think what's more most impressive too, Kyle, is uh, CJ Mosley that dropped down to 231 pounds, which is, as he said, the last time he weighed that was in college. Is What, what is Mosley? I think Mosley trying to prove something here. Oh, absolutely. You know, definitely, you know, conditioning your body like that, you know, has its benefits, you know, so I would say, especially coming off a season where, you know, you know, he hasn't played, you know, you know, due to the whole COVID thing. And then previously, you know, only playing, you know, what, three games, if that, you know, in the previous season. So, like, I think, him going this route in terms of, you know, removing some of the, the weight that he has, you know, would essentially help him to be more um, productive. Right. And then to, to me, it's just CJ Mosley really wants to, to play. And oof, when they say all gas, no breaks, I, I don't think they was BSing around with it. You know? yeah. So we expecting a faster Mosley um, getting coverage and just doing what he does best. So, I feel like I just can't wait to see what he brings to that table. And, yeah, and there's some there's some guys that's inactive, but you know, but it's not too many. Um they saying Quentin Williams is, is headed in the in the right direction as well for Robert Salah. And um I I I just can't wait, man. This is this is very exciting, even though it's sad for sad for us that uh you know Greg Knapp couldn't couldn't be be here with us, you know, with, with the not just with the fans, but also with the coaches and the organization. But you know, every hopefully everything that they do is gonna be be for him. So that's 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 what I wanted to say. Um let's talk about the let's talk about PFF because they 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 come up with some crazy takes um sometimes and they rate they had uh an offensive line rank and the rank was the Jets was 22nd below the Broncos, um, the Texans, the Seahawks. Um, I, I, I would give them a pass with the Chargers, maybe. Uh, foot, Washington football team, Packers, Titans, and so forth. Do you think 22 is the right number, or do you think that they could they got the potential to be higher or lower? I definitely think they have the potential to be higher, but I, at this very point, I will not critique them too much on their ranking for several reasons. You know, um, mm -hmm. one, if you think about it right now, potentially our most, I was to say, uh, well-rounded offensive lineman right now is a guy that we signed a couple of weeks ago in, in Moses. I mean, understanding what, you know, uh, Becton brings in terms of, you know, his potential. But at the end of the day, you know, he's hasn't played much due to, you know, some of the injuries that he's had. So, correct. you know, Becton showing potential, but not having, you know, the amount of snaps and games to, to, to carry that potential to say, OK, to give him a specific grade. You know that would be higher than than Moses is one thing. And then, you know, you look at the other guys. You have Barrett Tucker, which is you know a rookie, and you have technically two journeymen filling out the rest of that roster with um with uh, uh Van Roten and um, McGovern. So I would say on that premise is why I'm not too upset at the 22 ranking, but I definitely feel that, you know, once everybody starts to get together and starts to gel, um, they'll prove to be better than 22. And, and just in my opinion, um, they, I forgot to say to uh, Moses and Josh Fant are 
basically going going head to head for the right tackle um starting position. I think I think they should be higher. Um I know, like I said, I know it's just the rank, but I think they should be 18 or 19. Well, 19 respectfully. Um when you look at it, Russell Wilson <laughs> has has nine out of ten seasons was the quarterback that got hit the most, at least, at least hit the most. I think sacked the most as well. I'm not too sure, but I, the Seahawks shouldn't even be on on this. Like, not even the Texans, because the Texans, because look, look what Watson had to do with with the with the garbage offense, you know. <laughs> and I'm not too sure about the Broncos, so that's why I'm like, okay, but. You you right you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm actually gonna agree with you just because you actually made some good points about them needing to gel because if they don't gel then how how are they gonna be able to be a decent a decent O line you know so it's it's just to me I you know I I was like ah you know I was getting upset but at the same time <laughs> why you know why why should I be upset at, at something you know that that we really don't know. We won't know until the season start. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy, but um, let's, let's get to the real deal, which is that NFL talk, which is um, Rogers. Oh man. Rogers actually reported the, the camp, which is crazy. Um, I think, I don't know what the, what the uh, details of the deal is. I think it's a, maybe a one or a two year deal. No franchise tag. He could he could um, basically say what team he want to go to if traded. Like it's just crazy. And I think he's going to take a little bit less money. Um, I don't know, but but they also is working on Devonte Adams' deal for a long term, so they can give him some more money because apparently Adams was mad. Um, it just seems like. Both of them players is just working together to just get what they want. Yeah, I, I, I can't be too mad at them because at the end of the day, it, you know, like you said, it's a business, you know, so these yes. guys have to, have to work, you know, in their best interests, you know, for the long term for themselves. So, you know, with Rogers coming in, like, I guess it's to be expected. Because for me, like, I guess from a competitive standpoint, like, I can't, I couldn't really see Rodgers sitting out, but based on, like, what was coming out, whatever, it just seemed like that was just going to be, you know, the inevitable outcome that he wasn't going to play. But, you know, I think the fact that he is back, you know, it makes for a better NFL season when you can have, you know, someone of his caliber, you know, participating in it and, you know, them, you know, him getting back with Adams and, you know, doing what they do. As I said, I think it's, you know, that them 10 wins look, looks much more likely now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And potentially more. Um, and, I, and basically I had them as my uh, going to the NFC championship game. Um, I, this, it's just crazy because if Rogers, happens to go to a team we don't even know if Adams is going to stay long term or is he going to do a short term and want to go with Rodgers it's it's just it's just to me it's just crazy but you know both of them players have so so that they they worth you know right. they worth they worth this contract you know they contracts so why not so until until they they suck, which I don't see happening for the next maybe few years. If so, if so, then I they they deserve it, you know. And this is it was crazy. I think the last few weeks and months for <laughs> the Packers organization has been crazy. But you know, fans. I hope the fans are happy because they got what they want, and you know, and hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I said the to me I think from what I was hearing like uh their the way the contract and stuff is situated it makes it probable for him to be um moved next year so right so it'll definitely be a wait and see what they do but you know they'll at least this year they they'll have Rogers <laughs> yeah and and the and to me 
you know, for Rodgers to leave out of Green Bay if that was to happen in the next two years on a good note is if they can win that Super Bowl because they had that potential to do it last year and they failed. So, you know, hope so now that they both come back, you know, hopefully they'll they'll get to that Super Bowl because that's the only way I feel like Rodgers can leave on a good note, like with the fans and with the organization in general. So... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely see what happens, but congratulations to both players and blessings to y'all. Deshaun Watson actually reported to camp as well, which which is kind of shocking, but not because if not, every day was 50,000 per day. So, so, um, but he also still desired to, to get traded. And now they want to listen to trade offers. Um, do you think it's too? They asked for five picks, three three first rounders, and starting players. Could you see? Could you see a team actually getting that? Absolutely not. Agree. <laughs> not because I don't believe he's that type of talent. I just think from from an organization standpoint outside of the Texans, I'm looking at them as, you know, complete idiots because their opportunity to move him was before this year's draft where you knew you had multiple teams with the firepower to compete against each other to get his services. So to wait after the draft and then have it done, this to me shows that they're, they're clueless as to, you know, how to, how they should be moving in terms of, you know, getting the best compensation for, for Watson. Um, I, I know it's going to be people that don't agree with this, but I felt like the Texans organization broke Watson's character. Um, the reason why I say that is because Watson wanted to get traded. Then everything, then all this stuff just comes out in the open. Um, and of course I, I blame Watson too, because Watson signed that deal and maybe he thought something was going to happen and it just didn't happen. So I'm not sitting here saying, well, everything is on the organization. Some of it got to do with Watson as well, but now that they broke that man's character, teams are not going to want to give you some three first rounders or starting players in, in that fact, I can see, a team actually giving out a first rounder, maybe a first and a second rounder, but I don't see three. That's three first rounders. Kyle is like, <laughs> like three players that could play 10 to 15 years potential, but um, depending on that player. Exactly. So, so you, you're asking for too much. You're, you're asking for, you're asking basically for a $10 bill when <laughs> when and actually and actually you're only supposed to get a dollar and some change you right. know to get you to get you a little coffee and and some cakes you know <laughs> so so i my my opinion is this get get what you can because if not this this that this situation is not going to go good and and for watson i think if Watson was to get traded, he could still play the season and the NFL is not going to do nothing, I guess, until next season, I guess, whenever that case is over. So hopefully that works out for Watson as well, because um, the teams that I actually think he could still go to, um, one team in particular, I think he could really go to is the Broncos. Because Drew Locke and um, Terry Bridgewater, uh, there's not too much of a liability. You put Watson there, and you you could potentially you could potentially get you get get somewhere, you know. Because they talking about Ty, Terod Taylor being the, the starter if Watson is traded, and I I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater starting out there than <laughs> than than Taylor. Yeah. Um... Definitely Denver that's it to me is the is probably the top the top of um the top choice. And I say that because of just the 
the amount of young offensive talent that they have, you know, in terms of weapons for him to throw to, you know, mm-hmm. with um, Julie and um, Sutton and uh, Noah Fant, like that's a very good young core of guys that you can bring somebody like a, um, a Watson in who has, you know, has leadership capabilities that can definitely, you know, lead these guys to doing something special, you know? So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely um, a consideration, you know, outside of um, where I really wouldn't want them to go, which would be Miami, you know, because they, they have picks and a potential quarterback to throw in, you know, to make some sort of deal happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, other than that, that's that to me, I still think um, Denver would probably be the better fit. Yeah. And also, um, they, they, from, from what I saw, if I forgot, uh, from, from sources, they were saying that if they wanted to trade Tua, uh, basically it would have happened right there at the draft. And I'm guessing the Dolphins believe in Tua. I don't know why, but they just felt like uh, the Dolphins is not going to be on it too much. So I, I, I think the Broncos are the best choice for, is the best choice for them. Um, that most teams are set. Um, I, I, I was going to say the Panthers as well, because I don't think Donald signed. I don't think the Panthers signed Donald, um, extended his, uh, contract. Yeah. They didn't sign his own. Yeah. So I was thinking the Panthers is another choice as well. And you can potentially get, get rid of Donald and some draft picks and, you know, and just keep it moving that way. So, um, it's two ways they could go about this. That that's my two teams, but the Broncos makes makes more sense to me, which was yeah, which we both agree to. So, yeah. Um, let's talk about some some trade requests, which is which is crazy. Um, just just a few minutes ago, Xavier Howard asked to be traded. Top top three cornerback in my opinion, and one of the one of the one of the uh, top pass rushes. Chandler Jones asked to be traded as well. This this is crazy because they both got that potential. Um, what what teams could you see these two players going? Um, let's see here. Uh, I would say honestly, for for I would say just from a veteran standpoint, I would say one team I can see Chandler Jones going to. Uh, would be the Colts. Mm. And if you want to say that, if you think about who they already have, you know, on their line, you know, mm-hmm. pairing him with um, with Buckner, right. and being, you know, that's a nasty uh, lineup. <laughs> you know, adding, you know, say adding him to Buckner, and then giving him, you know. A young protege in Quiddy Pay that you know he can take under his wing and you know just make him that much better. You know what I mean? Like, right? Like that. Not to mention they also have um they drafted um Odeyingbo, who's another good you know athletic edge guy. So having someone like Chandler Jones, you know, being you know being a mentor to two potentially outstanding uh pass rushers like that like i said to me i think would definitely be uh you know a plus for for that defense yeah um me i'm not gonna lie for me i would say whew, for me i would say that uh my choice for Chandler jones would be the baltimore ravens um Okay. Reason why I picked Baltimore is because things didn't work out with Ngakwe. Remember, they traded for Ngakwe and then it just didn't work out, and then they had to get rid of him again. I think Chandler Jones is is a more complete pass rusher, even though they decide the pass rusher. I don't I don't even know the player's name right now, but it but you know what they it's a, it's it's really nobody when not a lot of people hear about it, but so. I, I think that's a good that's a good um I think that's a good choice. Um the Colts is a good choice as well. The Colts are already stacked up. So I can see that I can actually see that happening. 
I could actually see that happening for but for Xavier Howard. Uh I I, I know oh my God. Uh one of the best cornerbacks right now, which I agree with, with what he said. Um I I the Jets need a cornerback. Man, I would love to have him. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. If Joe Douglas was to make that move, I I I, I oh man, I'm I'm um, when when we go to that game October third, I got to make him a crown and you know <laughs> a custom made crown and give it to that bed because I would love to see Howard or or the Jets, but um, it all it all depends on Howard, you know. And right now, because the news just happened, I don't have too many choices as of right now. Right, I said um, I would say okay, yeah, I was I would say for me. Um, even though they have the, the, their number two guys pretty decent, mm-hmm. me, I think Xavier, barring you know any cap issues, because I'm not sure how uh, like how they would be able to work it to get him into the cap, but mm-hmm. I would say pairing him up with Ramsey. Oh and, my God, that is dangerous. Because you think about who they have to go up against on a constant basis. You know, they got to play Seattle with, the, you know, uh, Metcalf, you know, over there. And then um, who's the other, the other team? You know what I'm saying? They, they have Arizona. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have to go up against Arizona twice. So having corners is definitely a, a good thing in that division. So... To me, like if they could would be able to pair up, you know, Howard and Ramsey in that secondary with, you know, the defensive player of damn near the decade and Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. you know, leading that front line, like to me, that would definitely boost their uh chances of of, of you know making it to the um making this to the Super Bowl in my opinion. At at that point, I I would definitely um, I I would say they that they are Super Bowl contending hands down. Like I would pick, basically pick them as a Super Bowl because those two are are just dangerous. And I just and unless the the problem is is that the Rams don't have no no real money. <laughs> All that right. money they spent on golf and girly. Man, they made some horrible choices. Even uh, cooks don't cooks still still get paid from them. Um, I don't see. I'm looking at it now. I don't see him as part of their their dead cap for this year. Okay, okay. Well, then that's good news because they they was going through some some crazy crazy things, and I was like, hmm, like y'all y'all in deep trouble for a while. <laughs> so. They could, but you know, teams can find a way around it. But uh, if I'm the Jets, please, please make that happen. <laughs> That's just, like usually I just don't don't agree with fans. Like how um with Blake Bortles getting released by the Packers, they like please sign him. No, I I do not want Blake Bortles. No and no and no. Please, please. No. <laughs> right. I, I felt so disgusted seeing it from, from certain people. Like, no, please, just don't do it. Leave, leave that alone. Like, um, like that's a Mac, that's a Mac move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't want Blake Bortles nowhere near this organization, man. Like he's he's shown flashes, and those flashes were very short-lived. So I don't see why they would even want to take a shot, you know, at bringing someone like him in, you know, unless, right. you know, they, they want to, unless they, someone, unless LaFleur has a, has a thing for quarterbacks that he feels that he can make them better. Like, uh, Gruton with his obsession with, um, five pick Peterman and still employing this man. Oh like, my God. How's he, I, why is he still employed anyway? Like, how, it's, this is, that is ridiculous, man. <laughs> That is yeah, I ridiculous. I, man, we not even man, I ain't gonna speak on him tonight. But <laughs> but yeah, um Jonathan Allen from the rest of oh sorry, I can't say that word. Washington football team. 
um, signed an extension, 72 million. Um, what was it? 30, was it 30 million or 40 million guaranteed? Uh, it's one of the two. I'm about to check right now because uh, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was, I think it was 30 mil, if mm-hmm. I recall. I think it was 30 mil. Um is, I guess does the stats match does the stats match up because we're we gonna knock it all in one in one day. Uh Brian Poole, a very own Brian Poole signed with the Saints on a one-year deal. Steven uh Steven Nelson signed on a one-year deal with the Eagles, which was very shocking. Um who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Because there was a couple of things that was going on, and I was scratching my head and I was like, damn. Um, I'm trying to make sure I'm, I'm make sure I got everything right. I think I think that was it. I think that was oh yeah, it was 30 million uh signing guarantee. It was a 30 million signing bonus. Um, but it was a couple of other it was a couple of other moves that happened. Um, what uh which deal did you did you approve more? Um, honestly. I'm looking at that um, that pool signing as being something big, and I said that's because of the whole situation with uh, with Lattimore, mm-hmm. you know, it's the off the field problem that he has. So, you know, off the bat, that there's a good chance he's going to be missing some games due to you know suspension from you know his conduct. So, getting someone like Pool who you know, is a established slot guy, veteran, you know, to come in and at least try to maybe, you know, stop some of the bleeding, <laughs> so to speak, you know, with Lattimore not going to be, not being on the field during that mm-hmm. time, you know, how for however many uh, days he gets, or should not games, games he gets um suspended. So I think that is definitely a, a big signing. Yeah, um, pull pull was that slot cover guy. Um, I think I think it's a decent signing for the Saints. Um, the Saints offense is still questionable because Michael Thomas is injured. Um, I think, oh, he's in the PUP, and it's oof, I don't know, especially with Winston. Um, we we saw them crazy workouts he'd be doing, <laughs> but I I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, to be honest, also I forgot. Um, Anthony Miller got traded to the Texans. I think for a six or a seventh round pick, uh, wide receiver from the Bears. And and the Texans has signed somebody else as well. I think it was Justin Hardy, uh, wide receiver. Um, it's it's a lot of news that's starting to. Um, it's a lot of news that's starting to happen. And it's it's gonna it's gonna stay that way, especially throughout preseason. Now that training camp has begun, oh, it's it's gonna get a lot better, man. So so we'll see what happens. And I think Hogan signed too. Um, Chris Hogan, who he yeah. signed with? He signed with the Saints. Yes, he signed with the Saints too. Oh wow! All right. I knew he signed somewhere. That's why I was like, where did he sign with? That's why I had to make sure. So yeah. like I said, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. As you as like as you're saying that, I was like looking through some stuff, whatever, and I'm seeing there, um they're saying that uh uh Randall Cobb might get sent back to the Packers. Really? Yeah, that's an expected trade they're saying. Um <laughs> it's being reported on ESPN. Ooh, so, that's actually you know what? That that right there could work out, and I don't know why the Packers did not extend it, Cobb, because Cobb was he he was not like a big time receiver, but he was a receiver that fit so well with Rogers' system, and that right there, that right there, could, is definitely going to work out because because check it, Cobb already know what Rogers want to do, like they already got the chemistry down pat. Right. And and that's gonna be able to help out Rogers in this game too. So it's this this man, listen. Everything is working well for the Packers. Hopefully it'll it'll stay that way. Yeah, it, it, it just as like with the snap of a finger, 
they they went from uh, did a total 180 in terms of what the you know projection of uh, their season is going to look like. Right, right, right. And like I said, Packers know what they know know what they got to do. They need this championship. They know if we're not going to have Rodgers for one or two years after one or two years, and they and they know they got to have to deal with Jordan Love and rebuild rebuild that team a little bit they know that they're going to have to um win a championship to so so the fans can't be like okay you know Rodgers did his thing and we know we about to um be a losing team or whatever the circumstances is like we could we could deal with that for another year or two and then and then it's back to going back to the playoffs at least so yeah so that's about that's about it with that um uh let's talk let's 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 get to the uh, man the main the main topic i know we i know we know we don't really want to talk about this but i feel like this needs to be talked about um the vaccination uh vaccination rule um which is crazy because uh the coach the coach uh coach uh frank wright tested positive but he's fully vaccinated um Oh yeah. Also, Gus Edwards, the running back, he's going to miss the first ten days because he tested positive for COVID as well. Um, basically, if if they can't find a way, the NFL can't find a way to um, reschedule games, that the other team is basically going to take an L. Um, what is your feeling towards this, Kyle? Um, it's like I said, it's a real. It's a real to me. For me, it's like a real gray area, because yes, I I can understand um, from an organizational standpoint um, them needing to put forth certain things to kind of like cover their ass. Because mm-hmm. let's just say they didn't have that rule, that kind of you know gives a little pressure for people to get their vaccinations, right? And right the players that decide, okay, we don't have that pressure anymore, so we're just going to do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if one of those players gets infected and then infects another, you know, two or three staff members, and one of those staff members pass away due to complications. At right. that point, it's kind of far-fetched to not think that they're going to look at that and say, yo, the NFL, you are liable because you didn't put the protocols in place to help protect this person from dying. So, you know, on that point, like I totally get what they're doing in terms of, you know, just trying to put forth an effort to make things safe. You know what I'm saying? But on the other hand, um, like, I don't see, as I've been doing, following this stuff for a while since, you know, the whole pandemic start. And right. like, I just don't, I understand the concept of vaccinations. I'm just not sure that the steps that we took to get here were the right steps based on the data that has came out in terms of like who was affected and you know who was the most vulnerable like Mm -hmm. like there's just been so many things that for me i think that were inconsistent in um just addressing everything that clouds the judgment a person's judgment as to okay now what should i really believe with what information is being brought to me you know what i mean Mm. so for someone to say, you know, I don't want to take this because I don't trust it. Like it makes sense, you know, for how long were they saying, okay, you need to wear your mask, you know, to stay protected. Right. Correct. And then eight months later, they're saying, you know what, we actually think you should be wearing two masks because one mask doesn't seem to be enough. So with them admitting that eight months later, pretty much tells everybody, okay, who was wearing one mask. Uh, you wasn't protected all those times during that eight months because you actually need two. Mm. Um, like I said, it's stuff like that where I can see the people that don't want to take it. Yes. 
being, you know, having some sort of validity as to saying no, because it seems like the information you guys are telling me is, you know, it's not adding up. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. And 16 teams are over the 85% limit, which Jets are, are one of them. The Jets are one of them. That's over the 85% from what Robert Salah said. Um, just in my opinion, um, the players, it's, it's, you can't tell a play, like basically, okay, when when everybody could got vaccinated May 1st, like why, like this, the NFL PA's fault a little bit because they, because they let that, they let Goodell and them tell them, um, listen, this is what's going to happen. And they, and the NFL PA is like, why, you know, why, why now? Why would y'all tell us about the losses and all of that and them not getting paid? You know, you know, you know who that affects, especially in a big market, especially the ones that's getting big money. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, they don't want to hear it here. Oh, I'm losing certain amount of dollars, certain amount of millions because I have to take a loss because I can't find a way. We found we found the way to get it done last season. We didn't want games to go Tuesdays and Thursdays and, and Wednesdays, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But at the end of it, we at least we got to watch some damn football. We got to enjoy actually football. So I think a warning should have happened before OTAs. And right. they should have said, listen, this is what this is what we thinking. And the NFLPA should have said, okay, but what about this? What about that? Because I just felt like that just came out of the blue. So yeah. basically, you giving you telling the players, y'all don't got no other choice but to do that. Because at first, you for what Goodell said, they, they, they it's their choice if they take the vaccine or not. For what that's what Goodell said out his own mouth, and now that you're that you're sitting there and saying, well, here it goes, so forth and so forth, and dumb losing money, like that's that's good for the owners because the owners can save up. Could you imagine how much money an owner can save up on a week, and they realize they don't have to play um, pay them players for that week? Right. That's money mm -hmm. saved up in their own pocket. Right. And I said, from from me, just looking at like when when it was first talking about you know like games being canceled and stuff like that, you know, yeah. we look at it from the player standpoint, you know, them losing checks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm my my focus at one point was more so on the little guy because mm. think about that stadium. How many yes. workers are in that stadium that day that's not going to end up working because there's no game? Mm. Right, right, right. And they're not going to get paid as well. Right. This, you know, they might not get paid as well. You know, the, the concession guys, the parking attendants, the security people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a lot of people that you're now affecting because the potential of one person who wasn't vaccinated getting it and then possibly infecting the team and the team having to forfeit. Like, yes. You know what I mean? So, oof. Man, listen, only thing I'm gonna say is is that they that, that I mean they in talks, I think, right now, but they have to find a way to and if they they have to find a way to work this out to where there is a full season and nobody's not complaining. Because the last thing you need is for just for the NFL to to be like, well, the, the players to be like, well, we're gonna go on strike. Remember what happened when we went on strike a long time ago? <laughs> Things wasn't going too well. So, so yeah, that was like critical. But, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens on that. And when we know more, we'll keep you all updated. Uh, let me see. I think, I think that's no, that's not it. We got, we got one more topic, one more topic. Um, we got we got the one uh, the, what we talked about last week. What we was going what, what we going to speak on this week. Um, a one year wonder player that helped a team went to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I said I was I said I was looking at a couple of people, but um, 
I don't know. I might mean, be a little bit on the fence with this one, like, or people might be a little bit on the fence with this one in terms of uh, just his productivity. Like, he's been a decent quarterback, but to me, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> one run makes it, you know, just that much of a one hit wonder, and that's Mr. Flacco. Oh, Flacco. <laughs> yes. Because think about it, he's, he's had a decent career, but that playoff run when he went to, when they won the Super Bowl, 11 yes. touchdowns and zero interceptions, averaging almost 300 yards a game. Like, when has Flacco ever even come close to that type of productivity in a stretch of games? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's not, he's never, he's never gotten to that guy again. You're right, because that that right there was was critical, and you know, not big on on Mr. Flax, but you know, Flacco Flacco damn sure did do the thing. He damn sure did what he's supposed to do at that at that point in time, you know. So you're definitely right. Um, oof, to me, it's tough because I want to. Oh Lord Jesus. Damn, see, this is this is hard for me because I have a few, but then I don't I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna be like oh this player and then we like are you serious? <laughs> but um if it was up to me, whew, oh man, damn, why why do I have to why did I have to do this? Um, topic, bro. This, is, this is something you want. <laughs> I, I know, I know, and Lord Jesus, it was critical, <laughs> and it was basically critical. Um, you know what? I, I actually got one. Um, Mr. Larry Larry Brown from the Cowboys, nineteen ninety five, two interceptions, uh, MVP, winning performance for Dallas Super Bowl thirty. Um, he had a, he recorded a career high six interceptions, uh, and he ended up getting a deal, and then he was waived the next season, like nineteen ninety seven. Hey, I'm about to say, you know, it was better than it was better than the than um the Rex Grossman pick. I could have picked RG three, but RG three that's too easy. Um, so I had to go with somebody else. I don't. I said the RG three one is hard because I think he had help to his demise. You know what I mean? I don't think it was all RG 3s fault why he he fell the way he did. You know what I mean? Mm. But, but I can I can see people looking at him and you know saying yeah that he he just had that one season. But crazy part about it is uh, I, what I bring up to people about RG three in that season, he. You know that it was him because they went to the playoffs and that defense, I think, was ranked like 22nd in the league and they still made the playoffs. Right. But... So you, it's not like a situation where, you know, I've, you know, with, you know, people being down my back about it, but I've always said, you know, Brady, as great as he is in terms of stats, he's always had a top tier defense to win Super Bowls with. Mm. Like right. his, his defense has never been like ninth or tenth. They've always been the fifth or sixth or seventh, you know, or second best defense in the league when he's won his Super Bowl. You know what right. I mean? But for someone like RG3 to get his team to the Super Bowl and literally have one of the worst defense, I mean, not the Super Bowl, but the playoffs, and literally have one of the worst defenses in the league, you know, speaks to, you know, you know, his capability. Yeah, it speaks volume, and and also the reason why I didn't go with Rex Grossman, uh, garbage. But is <laughs> even though he went to the Super Bowl that season, he had twenty three touchdown passes and had twenty interceptions. And remember that defense, that Chicago defense was was actually not good, <laughs> very good. <laughs> I think I think that was Matt Forte's prime too, correct? Um, or, or was Forte not on that team yet? I'm not sure if he was on that team yet. I'm gonna I'm I'm give it a quick check, but I, let me see 2006 roster. Um, 
I just remember that that team, see, they went 13-3. Oh, it was Thomas Jones, our very own Thomas Jones. I thought I didn't think he was there yet. Of course, they had uh they had uh Muhammad, the wide receiver Muhammad going in. That was that was my boy. I I, I don't know. That was one of my uh underrated wide receiver guys because I used to love watching him with the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he was one of my underrated guys. But that defense was nasty though. That defense was nasty. Lance Briggs and Erlacher. Yeah. That defense was. Charles Tillman, Chris Harris, that yeah. defense was disgusting. <laughs> that defense was disgusting. And and the messed up thing was that that playoffs, that's when Peyton Manning um, and that offense didn't really do good. And the coach defense finally showed out and got the man the, um, the championship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because it was funny, because you was bringing up, when you brought up, uh, when you brought up the safety, um, Brown, it made me think of um, another safety uh, in uh, Dexter Jackson, who was a MVP and wasn't even on the team next year. (laughs) Exactly. Like, he had, um, but yeah, like I said, Brown had the six interceptions and the two, and the two interceptions in the Super Bowl. And he got paid. He got paid, I think, for like $12.5 million per year um, yeah. in 96 and then got waived in 97 because he was so garbage. So, <laughs> so that was that one-hit wonder for me. You know, at least you did. At least you won the Super Bowl and you did your thing. So, shit. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. But that's it for our podcast. Um Late, uh, what I was about to say, sorry. Uh, follow us at Just Fans Podcast. Um, as always, we do this for y'all. Also, um, we got some good news coming, but I think we're gonna save that until close to preseason, maybe a week or two to give y'all the good news. But trust me, it's gonna be some more content coming in soon. Um, that's all I'm that's all I'm give y'all. I'm give y'all, I ain't gonna give y'all too much of that tea, but um, <laughs> until next week, we take a flight.